Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today's topic is all about sales, leadership, and marketing to grow our own online businesses. And today I've brought on an expert in this. His name is Dalton Jensen, and he's the CEO and founder of Optimum Lead Gen. So what's the biggest, one of the biggest problems that people have is how I need more leads, you know, in my business. So we're going to cover a lot of that today. And then also just how to enroll people into the different programs and services you have. Uh, but Dalton's a really cool guy. He holds an MBA and he is an avid student of stoicism as well. So maybe we'll touch on some of that, see how that has helped him with his own business. Um, how you doing today, Dalton? Good, man. I really appreciate being here, dude. It's a lot of fun. I love being on podcast and this is awesome. Yeah. High quality conversations that we're just recording. That's how I like to think about it. <laughs> Yeah. Not so much like interview. I mean, it is an interview cause you're the, you're the star of the show really. But, um, yeah, I just, I really enjoy putting our heads together and seeing how we can help, you know, the listeners. So, uh, I'd love to just kind of hear a little bit more about your background and kind of what made you decide to really start like being an entrepreneur and get into this and start your own business, kind of share your knowledge online. Uh, and what, how did that transition you to getting into like the sales and the marketing and that sort of stuff? Yeah, man. I appreciate it. I think uh, I started in sales um, because that was like a really good way to make money and pay for school. Like I was going to school to be an accountant. What What and, did you uh, start doing sales for? What job? Oh, oh, yeah. So I started selling cars. Oh, okay. Sold Honda, new Hondas. And then I sold, and then I sold a myriad of other makes and models after that. Like more, uh, Benz was a really fun one. Um, yeah. So I started selling dude, uh, to pay for school. Like I went to school for accounting and got my MBA in finance. And once I was through that and, and got out of school, like college, right. I was selling still. And then I was like, Oh, I'm going to go look for a job in my field. And like every field I was going to take a major pay cut. So I was like, I'll just stay in sales then. And sales is like entrepreneurial by itself. Cause like you mentioned at the beginning, right? Like everybody needs to find leads in the genesis of sales is like, how do I get somebody through the door so I can win a customer? Mm -hmm. And so that's how it all started. I, I found that I had a real knack for selling. So, uh, you know, I got into online stuff, uh, pretty much how everybody does, you know, how to course, have an ebook, stuff like that. Um, and then I learned the marketing side and that's kind of when everything opened up. And so the short story is like, how did I become a full-time entrepreneur? I realized I wasn't good at working for other people. Like I had a lot of ideas. I had a lot of cool things to offer and like, you know, everybody's business is their baby. And so whenever I had an idea, it, you know, or like, Hey, we could make this better this way. Uh, a lot of people did not receive that well. And so I was like, all right, here, then I'll just start my own thing and apply all this cool knowledge that I had in, in my own thing. And so we did. And here we are. Right on. That's so cool, man. Uh, when you were in Cause like I, I have a friend actually, I haven't talked to him in forever, but he got into selling like Subarus and he yeah. was just crushing. He was doing like 50 K a month. Like he was, he was slaying, you know, and, uh, like definitely just became one of the top salespeople, uh, in the Subaru dealership. And they gave him like tons of cool perks and all this really cool stuff. And I don't, I think he's still doing it, you know, but he was like doing real estate. He tried a lot of different things. And, um, I'm just kind of curious, like, cause you have seemed to like really excel with sales, you know, and just using the car example, cause that's what you were doing. Like, what do you feel made you different in, cause you guys are all selling cars, you and the other reps, but like what separated you from being one of the better ones versus the other guys who didn't seem to be able to make the sales? Yeah. Uh, that one's pretty easy. It's like, give a shit about somebody else. Right. That one, that's easy. Like if you can, uh, the way that I explain it to people is if you want to immediately increase your sales, if you want one thing, uh, 
that can increase like your closing percentage or whatever right away is like empathy, right? Like just yeah. put yourself in someone's shoes, take a minute to listen and understand what they need and just hear them. Right. And if you just do that, like you'll get further with almost 99% of people. Right. right? And so uh, that was what it was for me and probably the same story for for your buddy, right? Like once you lose this, I call it commission breath, right? Once you lose that, the world opens up because nobody feels like you're trying to take advantage of them. Commission nope. breath. <laughs> you know they smell it on you. <laughs> yeah, do they do. But you, they do. Like, you know when right. somebody sell you dog, right? And yeah. so they got commission breath. Like, so lose that and you're, you'll immediately 10x your sales. And then if you want to go further, like go find a good coach or whatever and, and learn that little extra tweaks, right? Yeah. Uh, but but that's easy. And, and that's kind of where I start with people. Is right. like that's what a good salesperson does, and that's what a good car salesperson like does. You know, we a lot of those guys get a bad rap, but the one or two that you find that are really good, they implore, they you know, they uh, they use those tools that they have. Right. Yeah. I know it is because sales is definitely just a relationship business. It's yeah. it is about people helping people, and it's funny that you mentioned that because um, I remember I was like really trying to get more like consistent clients and booking more calls and whatnot. And, uh, even just like booking people onto calls was challenging and people didn't want to. And then when I was on the calls, I couldn't enroll them and stuff. And I got like frustrated because I was trying to like, I had my own commission breath where it was like, I got to make money, you know, I got to make sales. And I just like one point, I think it was just like walking my dog or something. And I was just, just sitting in a park. Like, I just want to help people. Like, that's really what I want. And you know, I'm going to charge what I'm worth, but like, I just want to help them and come from that energy and just help more people. And I started to just start approaching conversations in the sense of like, do you want some help with that? You know, asking them questions and stuff and offering to help them and going on to a sales call and still going through a process and everything and still charging, like, this is how much it is to work with me. But I just like just the energy shift of like, I really just want to, I know that you can benefit from the thing that I have to offer. And I just want to help you out and see if it's something that you're interested in. And just that whole like little energy dynamic shift really changed everything. And just sales started flowing through. And I was like, that's all it was. <laughs> all it is, man. I mean, for real, like legitimately, that's, you don't need a coach or anything to start, you know, doing that to, yeah. to get the shift because that's all it is right yeah well i think people get this like i think people i know people do this um they get this sense of what selling is and they have this negative stigma put towards it like the used car salesman you know and like the brown suit with like the slip back <laughs> yeah. hair and the commission breath and all that and yeah. uh it's like they're pushing you to do something that's not in your best interest but i i'd like to you to touch on that and we can both kind of put our heads together but like how can we simplify sales for people to make it seem like it, it to really paint what it really is versus what a lot of people think it is and the misconstrued conception. Yeah. I actually just wrote a post about this. The best sales video that you could watch to like get this idea hmm. is a video on YouTube. It's called, it's not about the nail. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. Some, some of your listeners may have heard of it if they've ever gone to marriage counseling. So this is a big marriage counseling video. It's not about the nail. If, I think I've seen this before then. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, girl, the, the girl stuff, has it. Yeah. The girl has a nail in her forehead and she's like, Oh, my head really hurts. And the guy's like, well, you have a nail in your forehead. Right. And she's like, no, you're not, you don't listen to me. And then finally at the end of the video, uh, he, she goes, my head just really hurts. And he goes, that's gotta be really hard. And she's like, it is. Thank you. And then they start connecting and talking. Right. right. And that's how that's people like it. 
you know, one of my, to, to bring up stoicism real quick, it's a, mm. there's a phrase in there that I try to live my life by, which is like how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm. Right. And so if you've ever wanted to connect with your partner better, you probably don't talk a lot. You probably ask them questions and get to know them. You know what I mean? Understand how their day is going. Take a minute to walk a, a mile in their shoes. Right. And then you, once you have that connection built, then we can solve a problem if we need to. But most of the time this problem gets solved when you just take a minute to listen. Mm. So that video is the same principle with, with you and I, right? Like if I really want to help you, I've got to get to know you for a second. And if I get to know you, you probably want to feel like maybe I haven't been in your shoes, but you at least want me to acknowledge that like, I understand how difficult it must be yeah. to X, Y, and Z. And when people feel seen and heard, they move mountains for you. Right. And that's it. Yeah. The, um, I actually made it my backdrop movie out of the way, but, uh, this, I was reading expert secrets again. I revisited that book pretty recently and yeah. he talked about something that he circles around to multiple times is Blair Warren's one sentence persuasion. And it's people will do anything for those who encourage their dreams, justify their failures, allay their fears, confirm their suspicions and throw rocks at their enemies. And, yeah. um, yeah, just like really understanding your people and like showing that you well, under stand them and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny about that? I love Russell Brunson. So Russell Brunson, actually, there's a story that he posted and I, and I freaking love this because it kind of goes through this. So if you know anything about Russell Brunson, you know, that, um, he's pretty active in his faith. He's a member of the right. LDS church. And so th there's this company who miraculously, like imagine if you had five minutes on a phone with Russell Brunson to sell him something, right. Or to get partnership or do anything like imagine how crazy that would be to have that. So this guy ends up doing that. He gets through all of his gatekeepers. He finally Champion. lands a meeting on, on his, Russell's calendar. And he's like, and Russell, like in the, in the conversation goes like, dude, I don't know how you did this, but we're here. You got 10 minutes. Let's go. Right. Um, and the guy starts pitching him a coffee brand. And if you know anything about the LDS church, hate him, love him or hate him, whatever you feeling, it doesn't matter because this is the point. Russell doesn't drink coffee. Mm. Could you imagine getting that far to somebody that per All power that word. persuasive? And then you didn't even take the time to ask him what he, like you didn't ask him anything. And yeah. Russell tells in the story, he's like, he's like, uh, dude, it was probably a great brand. It was probably an amazing deal, an amazing company. He's like, but I'm not the guy. Like, I don't know anything and I don't, that's not my lane. So he was like, thanks for your time, man. Click. And that was it. You had 10 minutes and you didn't even get to know him. That blows my mind. That's the story. That's the backdrop of how you <laughs> yeah. get this, right? Yeah. I didn't even do any like research ahead of time or like if I, if I knew like, oh my gosh, this is like happening, I would be up all night, like studying, like, what am I going to say? How am I going to do this? I don't want to structure this call. Like, and I'm sure the guy did that, but he, he probably, didn't. yeah, but he didn't even like, oh, well, uh, yeah. it's, it's crazy. I imagine, can't even imagine how he felt after that. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Don't want to be that guy. But anyway, that's the, that's the empathy story. That's the story of sales, right? It's like you you know, you only get one shot with this. So like, let people know that you understand them and you know them and like you've done even half a bit of prep to, to get to this point. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to listen to your people, man. Um, yeah. yeah, well actually I'd like to kind of like touch on that. Cause like that, so I've created a lot of digital products and stuff. And I was first trying to figure out how to like make passive income with online courses and digital products. I built like six yeah 
programs. And I was just building them in a vacuum. And that actually really ties into what we're talking about here. Because whether you're doing a phone call or you're automating the sales process, which essentially is what I I did, then Mm -hmm. it's like, you, I feel like when you automate the process, you have to be like really clear on what they're showing. Cause on a sales call, you can kind of ebb and flow and hear things that come up and you're like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, but like when you're automating the process, like you got to have a really good grasp as to like what's going on through the person. So you can really like pinpoint all the different objections they have ahead of time and whatnot. Yeah. Cause you can't, you can't figure it out on like the fly as much as a sales call. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I did, like I was trying all these things and I found Graham Cochran and Ramit Sethi and these were my big mentors that taught me like how online business works. And I was just like trying random things and something that they told me that ne- nobody ever told me about was like doing customer research ahead of time because I was just building in a vacuum. And I'm like, that's so simple. Why haven't I freaking done that? And uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really like it comes down to three main questions or points, but you just get a hold of your audience. You can do polls, you can post in groups, Facebook groups and stuff, but you find out like what's your biggest challenge or frustration related to blank. What's your biggest hope, dream, or desire related to blank. And it's whatever your program idea is. And then what's the biggest barrier, obstacle, or uncertainty you have that's kind of getting in the way of that. So it's like, where are you at? Where do you want to be? What's getting in the way, which is like the nuts and bolts of a sales call. And, um, I just made a huge Google doc that organized those three sections. And that is what allowed me to like first start making those like real passive income sales. It was like, holy crap, like that's crazy. Cause I actually listened to my audience and knew exactly what they wanted and everything. But it's, it's I say, and it's like, it seems so elementary like to me now, but back then it was, but it was really big. And like so many people just forget that. Well, yeah, so many people forget it. And what I think one of the reasons is because, you know, like, look, here's the deal, man. I love like suits I love uh, like the show suits. I love like all of those movies uh, and TV shows that kind of romanticize closers, mm. right? Like, I want to be I want to be Harvey Specter, and I want to be uh, James Spader on that on that attorney movie that he was in, right? With mm. with that guy, with William Shatner, and you want to be those guys because that's what we think closing is. And the reality is, is like those shows are great and they're awesome to watch and they get you fired up. But like, that's, you, you know, real life is much more personal than that. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it's much more about, you know, it's not as romanticized. It's not as fun. You know what I mean? Like if you do it right. And sometimes you got to like really like have the mental capacity to like get through this. And so when, when you think that sales or the opposite, right. If you think of sales as Wolf of wall street, right. Mm -hmm. Like, we just we just watch these movies and read these books about all these all this stuff and we forget that like it's people like I'm selling to my neighbor dude like right. the CEO that I'm selling to puts his pants on one leg at a time just like me mm-hmm. and he has all the same securities insecurities as me he has all the same deadlines as me and like and the way that I describe empathy is like look me losing a thousand dollars in a day is a pretty big deal. Warren Buffett losing a thousand dollars a day he, he treats that just the same right even though you think that it's a drop in the bucket for him. And, and, and although he might have the experience to like not worry as much as me, it's still a big deal. Like nobody wants to lose that much money. And so if mm-hmm. that's what you can connect over, like take that opportunity, but thinking that people are so different and everybody's like, you know what I mean? I've got to like read people. It's just not the, it's not the case. Like, right. You, you know, you're unique and special just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, you've got to like treat people like people, like we're all the same. We all want the same things. Right. We all want to know that like, if we go home at night, 
we're going to have food and we're going to have water and we're going to have a place to sleep. Mm-hmm. Dude, start connecting with people and you're going to be fine. Like you're right. going to be very fine. Right. Yeah. I think that that alone is just an edge that a lot of people will think isn't really valuable. They're just like, Oh, what? Like, I don't need that. Where's the tactics. You know, it's like, that's probably the biggest one you can use. Um, and look, I'm a psychology. Like I love all the psychology tips and tricks. I'll tell you all of them if you want to, but most people don't need that because right. like what you mentioned earlier and like commission breath, right? Like people can see it from a mile away. Like if you say, I need to go talk to my wife and you know, like I know that, right? Like I need to go talk to my wife. Oh really? What do you do? What if she says no? And like, they can see that coming from a mile away and people don't want that. Right. Like there's a time and a place for it after you've gotten to like build some rapport with them. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, so dude, I, I know it all. I, I like, I have the closer survival guide right up here. Somewhere. And I've got all the books, but like, I'm telling you that none of it matters. Right. <laughs> and, you're, and you know this, but I'm just saying like, it's just so oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I mean, there's, there's people who listen to this and like, they're just kind of getting started or like trying to make their first sale and they're struggling. And it's like, they're, they're reading the books, like watching the glorified, you know, <laughs> depiction of like Wolf of Wall Street and that stuff. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's, I just, it doesn't really work. There's a good book called selling from the heart too. I can't remember who it's from, but. Oh yeah. Is that Brian Tracy? Maybe. No, it's not Brian Tracy. It's some other okay. guy. It was just okay. some book I saw and it's a the, good, that's the name was cool. And I was like, that's it, you know, selling from the heart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So, okay. Well, yeah, getting people onto the sales call is, is a really big challenge that people can have, especially like in the early years. Um, what do you kind of, like recommend for people just like getting the first initial set of clients, you know, like how can they, if they're like, I don't even really know what my network is or like how I don't really feel like I have a network or anything like yeah. that. How do we start filling up our our calendar with some calls where we can practice this empathy selling? Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you one that's like kind of abstract and then one that's very tactical that you can go use right now. The one that, the one that's more abstract is like, find a really good offer. I think one thing that businesses could improve on is making it so easy for a customer to say yes. Mm. Like in the beginning, everybody's so worried about um, what's in it for me, right? Like if I, if I sell this course, like I got to get paid, I got to go blah, blah, blah. I got to do all this stuff, but like have a really good offer in place, make it really easy for somebody to say yes. That would be the more abstract thing. Whatever that looks like for you, I'm not sure. Is it a free trial? Is it the first chapter of the book? Is it the first video of the course? I, I don't know. You figure that one out. Uh, there's a lot of good books that will tell you how to do that. I don't know. But the more tactful approach is uh, one that you can start doing right now is I when I would hire salespeople uh, in cars or whoever, I would make them come to their first day with, with 100 people written down on how to contact them. So you go through your phone, go through Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, write down a hundred people that you know, phone numbers, emails, or if you, if you DM them, you know, what platform are they on? Once you get those hundred people, you're going to, you're going to use a script that I call the, um, it's called the household update script. Hmm. And it's pretty simple. It's, it's, Hey James Dalton here. No, we haven't talked in a long time. Wanted to let you know about my new venture. I realize this probably isn't for you, James, but here's what we do. If you know anybody looking for that, please let me know. Mm. Right. So it's really easy. It gives, cause I like to give people outs. Yeah. It seems counterintuitive, but if you don't feel like, right, it's like a Trojan horse. Like if you don't feel like it's gonna, you know what I mean? Mm. This is not for you. You might be interested. Right. But I don't want to come out and say like, Hey James, I was thinking of you when I did this, like you're an MLM, get out of my phone book, bro. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Shoe fly. <laughs> so, yeah. So I like to do that, right? Like, hey, I know this probably isn't for you and it's out of the blue dog. Uh, but if you know anybody looking for XYZ, your services, would you, would you let me know? That hundred is going to turn into like 200, 250. That list is just going to keep growing because it's going to teach you a couple things. First of all, it's a great way to like spark a conversation, a real easy way. Like, again, make it easy for somebody to give you a referral or start the conversation with you. Number two, it gets you really used to asking for referrals. Yeah. This is something that, I mean, like, listen, referrals aren't scalable, but if you're just starting, like that's going to be your lifeblood. Yeah. Well, they're also the easiest people to sell. So I think like, even when you yeah. do get way bigger, like referrals are huge. I just, yeah, they never go away. Yeah. Right. Never- I mean, I, I, I had people who found me from someone else and I didn't even have like a huge relationship with the other person, but like this person did with this other person. So they came over and we got onto a call and they just like booked a call on my calendar and I had never met them. And I'm like, where'd you find me? You know, we're getting to know each other. I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. You know? And they said they, they ended up signing up with me, but they were like, just the fact that, you know, this person recommended you like means that you're like on a high, you know, kind of like, yeah high status for me. Like I, I'm more, a lot more interested in you. It's like, there's so much warmer leads, <laughs> Yeah, you know? Well, and, and then, and then the worst thing that you could do, right. Is like, start this cool thing, get into this new thing and get all excited about it. Tell nobody close to you and then see the next day on Facebook, you know, your girlfriend or that guy, like go buy something that you could have offered them mm. from somebody way bigger. So like it gets you comfortable with calling people, right? So you get, you get experience building a list because you're going to have to do that a lot. Right. It gets you experience talking with people because I think the hardest people to sell to are friends and family. So it gets you talking to them and how to open up a conversation. They're going to, they might ask you a bunch of questions that you've never thought that you'd need to answer. And so you're going to, when you go through that list, you're going to flush out a bunch of stuff. You're going to realize, Hey, Oh, I need to tweak this. Oh, they're interested. Oh, th- here's a referral, right? Like, you're going to get so much experience from just that 100 and it's, and then on top of that, the benefit is you're probably going to get some sales from that initial hundred, probably going to get a lot of referrals from that. You're going to get a lot of sales from the referrals. So it's just going to kind of snowball uh, and you don't have to cold call and you don't have to cold email. Right, dude. So it's great. Like, I think that just, if you did that, you're probably going to get three or four deals from it, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. It's very tactical and someone can run with that today. Something yeah. you mentioned is like when you're talking with family and friends, like, they can ask you those questions and you got to think about how you're going <clears> to <throat> answer them as well. And like, those are the questions where I write them down. And like when I'm doing yeah. sales calls with people, even if someone doesn't enroll with me, but they say a question or a statement of how they feel about a certain thing, about what they want or what they're frustrated with. Like I copy and paste that into my little customer research document because that's yeah. gold. There's this one dude, he ended up signing up with me too, but he, um, he was like at one point in the conversation talking about kind of what's going on. He, he didn't have any sort of systems or anything. It was all just manual marketing for him. And he's like, I just need to like, you know, have something else that can do a lot of this heavy lifting for me. And he said, um, I feel like I'm running on a treadmill in my business. And I was like, Oh my God, even if he doesn't work with me, like that's, that's great. Gold, you know? yeah. Right. It's gold because I can put that on a, you know, in my copy and social media posts, I can say it. And I, I never even thought about using that term, but because he said it, then I was like, Oh wow. Like that's, that's like powerful. It's like, damn, like that's, it paints such a picture in your mind. I'm just like, I feel like I'm running, but I'm not getting anywhere, you know? So now I use it in copy and whatnot. And yeah, dude, again, I'm that. yeah I feel cool. like I'm running on treadmill or he said also, like, I feel like it's like I'm putting the plow before the horse. That was another, oh, yeah. another term. And he said stuff like that. And I'm just like, doop, doop, 
copy paste, copy paste. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So I like to do that after sales calls. Like you get to ask people and like really ask them deeper questions and whatnot, but like you're taking, or you should be taking notes, you know? And then, yeah, just copy and paste it into a little document. So when you're writing emails, you're writing a sales page, like email sequences, all that stuff. Like I always have my document open and I just look over to it and I'm like, I really want to like touch on some pain here. So I'll look and I have a whole list of pain points and then I can scroll through and be like, that's it. Or I want to take like these three and somehow plug them in. And then I may like change them up a little bit, but like, it sounds like a real human instead of me just like making stuff up being like, I think this is what they want. It's like, no dude, I like reliability. Like this is what you want. I know it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So doing that, you know, you get, immediate customer feedback. You get a bunch of things you can start writing down. So that that's one right now that a lot of people haven't done. And, or maybe that you have uh, maybe tapped out of your uh, network, but I mean, just call them again. Like, I, I don't think there's ever a wrong time to call somebody, especially if you do it tactfully. And that little script that I use right there is always tactful. Like it's just so easy to say yes to. Right. And that's what, uh, and that's what I think is, is good. But yeah, man, I mean, you can get a lot just from that. Like, want to do customer research? Go build a list of 100 people. Totally. Oh, dude, for sure. Like, reach out to it, them. Right? Like, yeah. you have you have a list. Like, man, I don't know who I'm going to reach out to. What are you talking about, dude? You got like, you got like, I think Alex Hormozzi said this. Huh. Uh, but he, you know, he, I think he said it. But it's something that we all inherently know. It's just like, go to your Facebook, go to your Instagram, go to your TikTok, uh, go through your contacts. Like, you've got a list right here. And it's that easy. So, yeah, right. that's a good one to just... Yeah. What I like about that script is it's not, it's not pressing. It's not me like attacking you. It's just like, Hey, like I'm kind of doing this thing. You happen to know anyone, you know, that might be interested in it. Cause like that leads people to answer basically three questions of like, no, I don't know anyone. I might know someone or I am that someone. And they can yeah. respond to those because they're like, actually, right. that sounds like me. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then they yeah. can be like, I'm kind of struggling with that. Could you help me? And you're like, oh, right, yeah. Dude. Right, yeah. dude. Yeah. Because and, and I mean, you do, that's the definition of a good salesperson is leading someone down the path of the sale while they think they're in control, but you're guiding the whole conversation. Yeah. Like, it's just and, and by the way, but you have to mean it like and, and one thing I want to touch on when you talk about sales scripts and maybe we talk about this, maybe we don't, but there's one thing I want to touch on with that. And that's everybody gets what, what the purpose of a sales script is like in this case, right? I don't, the, the purpose of this is not to get a referral. It's not to get uh, a sale. The purpose of that script and you sending that message via text or, or social is to get a response, mm-hmm. right? Like as a copywriter, like you and I understand this, right? Like I need feedback. Mm-hmm. So if it's a F you don't ever email me again, like I need to know that. So that Noted. I, yeah, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. okay, I messed up somewhere in my copy, right? Mm-hmm. Or I messed up somewhere along the way with the audience or whatever. Like I need that. And so that, that script isn't meant to like, cause somebody's going to hear that and be like, oh, like the week. So, you know, you're never going to get a sale from that. I'm not looking for a sale from that. I need feedback. Mm-hmm. If, cause if I get 10 people who say like, if I, if I, so let's say I, I have a company and I, get through 50 of my 100, right? And nobody's given me a referral. A couple of people have said like, yeah, like I don't feel a lot of passion from it. Then that's an indicator for me that I probably need to go rework my offer. Mm-hmm. I need to rework how I'm selling, like teaching that, right? And, and so like, that's gold feedback. Like if I get 50 no's, that means that, hey, maybe something's not right. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would get 50 no's. Like, so maybe I can go back to the drawing board and look at this and- that's it, dude. That that's going to make you millions of dollars. Like, but, but you have to know that stuff. And so that's why I use that 
It's very intentional. It it gets me responses. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that. Just like mindset shift too. Cause so many people, especially like early on, they're like, I did what Dalton said, you know, no one's doing anything. This doesn't work. I'm going to quit. And it's like, well, you know, it's like, they'll just take the tactic and they forget that piece you just mentioned of like, you have to pay attention. Cause it's, I think Thomas Edison said it when he was like making the light bulb, you know, it's a story of like, he tried 2000 times and people are like, how'd you withstand so much failure? He's like, it wasn't failure. It was feedback because he found 2000 ways not to do it. And that's what you're talking about right here. It's like, you're like, the goal is to create opportunity, I think. And I actually, early on when I was doing like the interviews again on my podcast, I had this like mindset coach come on. He was talking about like goal setting. And uh, it was just interesting. He talked about setting goals that don't, that don't require somebody else. Somebody else's like decision or no, I, I forgot exactly how I've been, I'm but butchering it. But basically what he means is like you, you set goals based on like KPIs and like the things that you can do and your yeah, outcome yeah. Yeah, for on input, not on output. That's yep, what it was exactly. because yep. that's, and it's really good with sales because like, it's about creating opportunity. And I, I forgot who told me, I think it was like Rich Litman mentioned this and like the prosperous coach, but, um, it, it basically like your success each month and year really comes down to how many times a month you can say, here's what it looks like to work with me. Here's how much it is. And like getting people to that point. And it's like, Oh, okay. So I just need to get people to that point. Like how can I keep working my system to do that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so yeah. good story. Good story about that. Like when I was in the car sales, so, uh, give you a little context in the car world. Um, there's a whole sales process, but eventually you get to what's called a write-up. And that's when the salesperson like brings out the piece of paper or shows you whatever, like, and he brings the, the price, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's got the price, the discounts, the monthly payment, the interest rate, they bring you up a write-up. And one month uh, we were struggling with sales. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what's the biggest indicator of a sale? And that's if you get somebody to a write-up, mm-hmm. write somebody up. And so I was like, all right, well, we're going to flip this because pay plans dictate behavior. So I was like, all right, I'm going to throw out a spiff. And if you're not familiar with spiffs, if you're listening to this, a spiff is just like an extra like contest during the month. So I said, whoever, whoever can get, uh, the most write-ups customers to write up, um, gets like, I think I, I think we were going to, I was going to take them to like Roos Chris. I was going to put them and their spouse to Roos Chris in a limo, something cooler. Yeah. Maybe I can't remember whatever it was, but dude, we sold more cars that month than any time ever. Because what does it take to get somebody to a proposal or a write-up? Well, you got to do all the qualifying, right? You got to land them on the right car. You got to land them on whatever, right? Right. To do all the prep work. And then, and then I knew based on our stats that if we got somebody to a write-up, it was a, it was a 45% chance they would close on that deal. Mm -hmm. So if I increase my write-ups by a hundred percent, I just increased my sales by a hundred percent, which is a big deal. And so like, yeah. Like to your point, you know, have a contest with yourself or something like that. Like find like if you can, and then it changes the sales process, by the way, good reframe here, which is the goal of step one in the sales process is to get to step two. Right. <laughs> like yeah. in copy, right. The first line of the copy is not to sell anything. It's so that they'll read the second line mm-hmm. and then the third line and then the fourth line. And then by the end of this long form copy, you're not buying anything you just feel like you're, you know what I mean? Like you've invoked some inspiration and now they can make a decision. Totally. And so that's, that's the sales process. Like stop, stop trying to meet somebody and then sell. Like all I need to do in this conversation right now is get you to a qualification. 
And then all I need to do is get you to a demo. And then all the next thing I need to, you know what I mean? It's like frozen, right? It's like the next right thing. Mm-hmm. All you need to do. So yeah, yeah, it's a good way to think about it. Yeah. I like that too. Cause like you notice, like this is the, the indicator that's going to like really dictate sales. And then we're just going to focus on getting to this point. But right. In, in to do that, there is other steps. I think it's important <laughs> yeah. for people to find like the groove that can work for them. Cause there's a million yeah. one ways that you can get people to that point. And, yeah. um, you know, I've tried so many things. I've done like the cold DMS I've spoke on stages and I've had like some success with both of them, you know, but they, they require a certain amount of work. And yeah. I was actually at Kajabi headquarters for a, um, like a presentation thing that they were doing. We stayed for a day out there and, uh, the CEOs, like the main guys came out and, uh, he was talking about, um, oh my God, my brain just went total brain fart. <laughs> wow. But that happens to me so much. By the oh way. my God. I don't know why that just happened. <clears throat> Podcaster. It was so good too. It's going to come back. Kajabi? You were at Kajabi headquarters. Yeah. I forgot what he said though. Oh my gosh. Anyway, All right, we'll come back to it, bro. Uh, yeah, but no, basically like I basically studied a ton of different things and tried all these things and I've listened to mentors and everything and kind of the little three-step formula that works for me that what's cool. Cause you can automate it is just connect, inspire, invite. And that's just made sense to me when I was thinking at that point where it's like, I just want to help people because no matter what you have to get connected in some way that can be speaking on a stage that can be reaching out on DMS. Like that can be going to live events and just getting connected with your audience and the people that you can help, like just get connected with them in some way. And then you have to inspire them by basically just talking about what you do, you know, and painting a picture of like how, like when I tell people like the system that I use, like if they're asking me like, tell me a bit more about what you do. And then I explain it. And as I'm explaining the system, I'm saying like, here's how it can work for you. And like what, here's an idea that you could do just to make sure it makes sense for them. And I can see them like getting lit up from that. And then the last piece is to invite. So they get inspired. And then from there you invite them to take the next step. And that's just like the simple little formula that I use. And it's been working great for me since I started using it. Heck yeah, man. That's a great one, bro. I yeah. wrote it down, dude. Connect. Connect, inspire, inspire invite. invite. Yeah. That's and that's you- it. And like, what's cool is that like, if you have an automated sales system too, like, you know, you get yeah. people on your email list, then you connect with them through free content or in person or whatever. And you inspire them by having this really cool lead magnet for them. And you explain what it yeah. can do for them. They're like, Whoa, that's super cool. Inspired. And then you say, you can get it just by going here. If you want it, you know, invite them to take that next step. So they put in their email, but then you have an email series and each email drops into their inbox. They open it. Now you've connected your email content, inspires them and invites them to do the next thing, which could yeah. be to take an action or keep an eye out for tomorrow's email, like invite <laughs> them to show up tomorrow. You know, yeah. and it's just like, so, Hey, like I have this new program. It gets to that point in the sequence, like connect, inspire them of what it can do and then invite them to take that next step. Dude. I love it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So that's been something that's been helpful for me. And I, I like what you said of just having like a goal, um, like 30 conversations this like week or something, or I'm going to reach out to a hundred people, like you said, and then just focus on connect, inspire, invite, and just <clears throat> always have that next step for them. And I think that that will really serve people. Heck yeah, dude. Uh, I want to ask you like one more really good question that I have that I think would be fun. And then um, we're going to start to kind of close it out. But Dalton, based on your career as being an entrepreneur, especially uh, congratulations, because you went full time recently, didn't you? I remember seeing yeah, a post dude. about that. Yeah, yeah man. it was a lot of Sick. fun. Yeah. You were like a little nervous of like, oh, my God, I'm actually dude, doing it. Like crazy. Yeah. Tell me, yeah. Tell me about that. It was a side gig for me for uh, about a year. And then I was with a company um, 
and they decided that uh, you know times of times are tough and they don't want me on the team anymore. Mm. So I was like, shoot, dude, what am I going to do? So like, this was always just a side gig for me. Like it was never supposed to be a full-time thing. Mm. And, uh, I mean, I think, I think like in my brain, like one day I wanted it to be, but I was really cool. Like I love being on sales teams. Right, I right. love being on the sales floor. Like it's so much fun. And so I was like, dude, I think I'm just going to be a salesperson, which is like, fine. Like, dude, I love it. Um, and I started looking at sales jobs, like postings, like going to start applying and putting my resume out there. And I go on indeed or uh, no, sorry. I go on LinkedIn and you can see, like, if you ever go to jobs, you can see how many applicants there are. Mm. And it's like everything in my range is like a thousand applicants, a thousand applicants, a thousand applicants. I'm like, dude, I'm cool. Like I'm really good, but there's like, nobody can cut through that noise. Right. That's a lot. Nobody can cut through that noise. Like, unless you know them, which is unique, right? That's pretty much the only way you're cutting through that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, shoot, dude, I don't have a lot of time. I was like, mm. I was like, I, can I make something happen in two weeks? I was like, I have, I had a lot of faith in my sales skills and my wife, uh, you know, Thank goodness for her. She believed in me. I was like, I think I can make something happen in two weeks. I was like, might as well try, dude. Like nothing. You know what I mean? It's going to take me longer than that to find a job. Mm. So I'll just, I'll just go all in and see if I can make it happen. And, and, uh, thankfully, you know, I had a good network and, um, I'd been building, I've been nurturing my network for quite a while and, uh, put out, put it out there. Hey, I'm doing this. Like, if you want to, if you want to let me know and that was it, dude, boom, I signed up like six, seven, eight clients and, was all she wrote. So now we're in it, dude. Now we got a beautiful. (laughs) So cool, man. Yeah. That's, that's rad. Yeah. Exciting, dude. Uh, Congratulations. So based on your career from like doing sales and then now being full-time entrepreneur with that story, um, what do you wish that someone told you early on? Start building your network. Mm. Like, like find a way to build your network. I think that singly, that one thing, like, creating a community around you, like go to networking events, hop on podcasts, find, you know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. something. I wish I would have started doing it earlier. I'd probably be in a a little different space, but you know what, dude, everything happens for a reason. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and it's working, but that's what I like. If somebody's listening to this and they're, and they're like, you know, 20 or, or maybe they want to like start like expanding, I don't know what it looks like, man. Go to, go to events, go to your local BNI. I don't know what it looks like for you, man, but like start networking today. Like get, you know, that I call them roll it. Like, well, they're you, they used to be called Rolodexes. You yeah. know about Rolodexes? That's the word I was going to use. Yeah. Oh, like, get your Rolodex, bro. Get it, get it, get it full, dude. Yeah. And, and I think if you can do that, you know, you're truly like I used, I hate cliches, dude, but this one is, I don't know how else to put it, man, which is just your network is your net worth, dude. Like it's so cliche and it's so, I hate even saying it, but it's so damn true. Yeah. My dad always told me growing up, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Oh, and And I was like, bro. Yeah. I, it was, my girlfriend and I started dating. I told her that because like I would, I know a lot of people just in like the community as well. And, uh, you know, you see like a bouncer or something at like a nice place you want to go into is a giant line and they're like, Oh, come over here. Like let you in or something, you know, like they'll, they'll let you cut people. Cause you know, yeah. the people who work there and like, yeah. you know, the higher ups and you're like, cool. Yeah. Like that's one example. Um, and now she was like, it's not, it's not true. You know, she's like giving me a hard time and now she'll be like, it's not what you know too, you know, cause I've proved that's it right, so many dude. times. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever listened, this is a good copy thing that I always use. If you've ever looked at somebody and said to yourself, how the hell did they get where they are? Mm-hmm. The Network. answer is they networked. 
Yeah. If you've ever looked at somebody and been like, they have no place being there. They just knew the right people and were at, and convinced the right people that they should be the guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did. And it's, I think it like people were like, well, that's like, I get like, I should network, but like it, they get really hung up on it. Like you said, going to networking events. And I think just like, you know, having fun, it's just like that fun energy is contagious for people. And then they want to be around you. And like you go places where you're going to have fun, like to those big events or whatever with ideally if it's your target audience too, you know, and then you can yeah. do stuff that's just fun for you and well, connect with people and build relationships. And I think if you're starting networking, don't even worry about your target audience. Don't worry about all that shit. Yeah. Just Oh, you're like, Oh, this e-com thing is happening in 10 minutes. I'm there. Oh, this, uh, it consulting thing. I have no, I don't even know what it is. I'll go though. Yeah. Like, I don't know, dude. Like that's how you have to start. And then you can kind of dial it in. You know, now yeah. if I go to a networking event, I'm going to try to figure out cause I need to you make the best use of my time, like mm -hmm. with where I'm at. But dude, if you like, like if you're young, dude, you probably don't know. And if you don't know, just go to anything. <laughs> yeah. 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 The work will teach you how to do it for sure. Yeah. I think that a great way too is to start your own podcast because oh. my podcast is, 100%. it's huge. Like 100%. those people who the referral that I mentioned earlier, the person who she referred, I guess, yeah, that referred that person to me was on my podcast. She was a guest on my podcast and it was like a week after our episode or two weeks or so. And mm -hmm. they were just like, Hey, I mentioned this to a friend of mine. Cause they said they were looking into what you do and I just mentioned it. And then they booked a call and stuff like that. And it's just like, what? You dude, know, the podcast, then, my yeah. podcast saved my life, dude. Dude, it's I'm, huge I, because I well, yeah. And I mean that literally like it's yeah. saved my life once. I mean, like, like think about this. If you were, let's not even say like being an entrepreneur, but you wanted to just like, you were finding a job yourself and you had a network on LinkedIn of mm -hmm. like the people that are make the decision about those thousand people, the job mm -hmm. listings and you interview, you like connected with them. Cause like, who doesn't want to be on a podcast and like, let's talk about like careers or something like that. And yeah. then they came onto your podcast. Like now you have the person you could build a relationship with and you can message them and be like, Hey, like I was thinking about getting a job over here and like, dude, it's a no, but yes, you're 100% right. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's wild. People should and, listen to what you just said. And if they do, they'll be 10 times better for it. Yeah. And it doesn't even like, like, don't even think about building an audience. Like, I mean, it will happen if you have like a specific type of show, like over time, but like, it takes a long time and a lot of work. And, um, just like having your own show is such a great tool because like people want to be on podcasts. It's fun, yeah. you know? And then you get to connect yeah. with people like Dalton and I became friends now. And it's, it's did so much better than if I just reached out to him, was DMing him. He'd be like, what are you trying to sell <laughs> me right now? Even if I wasn't trying to, he'd, he would just be yeah. like, I got I things mean, to yeah. do, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. Dude, a podcast is one. Yeah, dude. I love it. 100. It's huge. Cool. Well, I think we're going to, we're going to start to wrap it up, but uh, Dalton, where can people get connected with you and learn more about what you're doing in the world? Yeah, dude, I have a podcast called the thinking project. Um, you can go to, daltonkjensen.com um, and and do that. I'm also all over social media. So I have a unique handle. It's Dalton K. Jensen. So if you're on TikTok or Twitter, uh, Facebook, if you just type in Dalton K. Jensen, LinkedIn, uh, you'll find me and I connect with everybody, dude. I love to, I love talking. So uh, yeah, I, my, my DMs are wide open.
Sweet. Right on. We'll put links down in the description so you can get connected with Dalton. So for the listener, I know we covered a lot today, but um, I think like the biggest thing that you can do is just kind of get out there and start building your network like we talked about. If it feels right and you're something you're excited about, you can always start your podcast, but at least take what Dalton mentioned earlier about his little script that he mentioned, re-listen to it if you need to. I don't want to butcher it and try and repeat it right now, uh, but go listen to his words and then make a list of you know, hundred people and start reaching out to them, pay attention to what's working, what's not. If it's not working, it doesn't mean that you're not capable or it's not in the cards for you or anything. It's just, you have to refine your message. And that's really all it is. Uh, but get out there, create opportunity, make something happen, and we'll see you in the next one.